Hello, hello. My name is Noah El Nagdi. I'm coming here today on this sorrow-filled day uh, with my co-host Ode Elimani. But actually, we have help from another Yankee Yid. We are extremely excited on unfortunate events to introduce our guest host tonight, uh, our friend Nick Turns. Um, how you doing tonight, Nick? Uh, I've been better. Been better, but. Yeah, no, I hear you. Most definitely. Ode, what about you? What, how you feeling? Uh, much more calm now, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. than I was a few hours ago. <laughs> That's no, fair. I'm, I'm always really happy that we do these, like, hours later instead of, like, yeah. right after the match because it would not be entertaining for mo- most people. <laughs> well, you know, you know you wanted to call it off just like I did. <laughs> Yeah, everyone. Uh, I think everyone had had that kind of feeling. You're like, who's gonna call it all first? We, we don't have to record, do we? <laughs> um, but no, uh, we come to you tonight with a guest host. We really appreciate him jumping on right after this uh, horrible daytime event for us. This horrible evening. This horrible Spurs Spurs day. Um, so I have to come clean. Uh, you know, I didn't get to see the match. But truthfully, thank God, um, I only got to see highlights because as karma would present, you know, um, I actually got an internship in like my dream job and we were supposed to have training on Tuesday and Wednesday and then that fell through and then they're like, all right, we're going to do it on Thursday, right when the Spurs game is on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you the last two days I was pretty salty about that. And then today I just sucked it up. I was like, nah. I'm going to go to this job and we're going to win. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But uh, I think I'm a little bit happier only having to see 13 minutes of it. You're much better off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things when I was when I was trying to like not see any spoilers and uh, get the get the match replay, that's most of my anger. I spent about an hour trying to figure out how to watch a full match replay I learned again that Peacock is the worst app ever, that they're ruining soccer, you know. Um, So it took me about an hour to realize after I got the free trial and everything that I can't get a replay. Um, And that's when I submitted to to the highlights. But I was already like head over heels pissed by then. But before that, our good friend Dave, the only person who texted me anything, and he only texted me one text. It was the only thing I saw because I had my phone away the whole day. And it said, come on, lads. So <laughs> I saw that, like, right before I started that hour-long venture, I saw that on accident. And I was like, fuck, what does that mean? Does that mean we, like, we did it? Come on, lads, we did it. Or like, come on, lads, we can do it. Or like, come on, lads, we fucked up. And I, oh man, I went back and forth in my head for, you know, 60 minutes trying to get this shit figured out. Like, come on, lads, did we do it? (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, Sorry about that huge rant. That's, that's my first bit of anger. I didn't get to see the game, but that's, that's what my anger is largely attached to. Um, (laughs) So, all right, we're going to start from the beginning and True. So for our fans, for our listeners, uh, and for our guest hosts, usually we start, um, we would like to ask you about how you became a Spurs fan. But we're going to save the good stuff for the end, 
because there's too many customers in front of that. We don't want to ruin, you know, your good stories <laughs> with, uh, with all of our anger at the moment. We're going to let this out. It's going to be a bit therapeutic. Um, again, most of my notes are just filled with one word. It starts with F. You guys can guess the rest. Um, but yeah, so, so we're going to start from the beginning. Like we usually like to, I'm going to ask both of you guys, uh, where did you get to starting with you day? Where'd you get to watch the match today? Well, you know, since it's a midweek game, you know, Thursdays, we usually don't have Premier League games on a Thursday. So right. we end up going to Kelly's instead of our usual spot for the VB okay. Spurs. Met up with boy Dave, who texted you, you know, I was there. I got to witness him firsthand. And uh, he, he was showing <laughs> how, the same since I was, you know, we were pretty frustrated. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he kept it, well, better than usual, you know. like was Laura there? We were just we were just pretty calm. I mean, it was Dave, a few others, you know, just the, the old crew. So to put Dave on blast, Dave's uh, significant other is a Liverpool fan. Um, <laughs> was was she there? Yes, she was. Oh, gosh. She's, she's a very polite Liverpool fan, Nick. Just, just to yeah, I was going to say, hope, hopefully she's not one of those fans that has to stay, say something when they're around. No, the I know. She's the best. We love That's Laura. We, we accept Laura. Except yes, two days out of the year, and this is one of them. <laughs> when they won the title last year probably wasn't a favorite i was gonna say three she wore a crown to the tottenham game that year that's actually the third day but that was like an extra day you're not always expecting that is that for can you forgive that no no you can't <laughs> i'm glad i haven't met her yeah it's still burned in my head <laughs> in champions league final we just like put her in a box it was just like a glass cage she was allowed to watch but not say anything that's good <laughs> that was a rough game too <laughs> oh my gosh i like just remembered it as we were talking i was like god damn it <laughs> I, i'm a little upset you brought that up yeah sorry about that sorry. not to ruin your first your first appearance with us you're a guest but hopefully it's not your last time unfortunately it's it's a bad bad day though um so so moving to you nick uh you know you were saying you're bundled up at home or you know where where how'd you watch it today yeah, bundled up. I got the that second COVID vaccine. Yeah, that that thing's yeah. it's no fun. Let me tell you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just sitting at home watching it, comfort of my own home. There we go. Well, staying uh, safe. We appreciate that. Hell yeah. yeah! All right, so then you know, getting into it, our usual first question is talking about the lineup. Um, I'm gonna throw this one to you, Nate. Now, uh, in my opinion, it was a strong lineup. And I got to see it for like one second before we started. I was like, my uh, internship was just starting as like the lineups were coming out. So I was like, look, put the phone down. But it looked strong um, with like five defenders. What, what was your thoughts going into it? Yeah, I thought the, the lineup actually was best case scenario considering we are without uh, Sergio. Mm-hmm. So it was a little rough. Seeing Doherty was a little bit of a surprise. But yeah, again, no sir. Or uh, and with Serge over there, it was an interesting duo. But yeah. no, I thought it was a really, really strong lineup. And I, like I said, I mean, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but they played really well, especially that first half. So I mean, I see. And those, those are my questions. Like, so a lot of this for me is going to be just question based because I didn't really get to see much of the play. Um, so what was that like with Serge on the left? That's how it was. Serge on the left and Doherty on the right. No, uh, Serge was on the right, but they had Doherty as like a wing back of, uh, on the right. 
above him. It looked okay, like. it was both of them on the right. Yeah, right. Okay, I now I'm very that's confused. What... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how did that work out? Aurier, it was Aurier on the right, uh, Doherty on the left for most of the first half, and then Doherty okay. switched back to like a right back position, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah. No. So yeah, just looking at it, you know, it says you know Rondon was with or Ronda uh, Rodon. Uh, was with Aurier, but in in general, like with that with that five back in the beginning, I know they changed it right away in the second half. Um, O'Day, what what were your thoughts about that? And then how did they show up in the first half? Well, they actually did pretty well in the first half. You know, re, re, you know, regardless of the goal that we got scored uh, scored on with, and at the end of the first half, that really sucked. They were pretty solid. I mean, I didn't really like that Doherty was on the left, to be honest. Yeah, I wish Alderweireld started because I wish we had like that vet experience in the back to at least you know uh, motivate Eric Dyer and Joe you know Joe Rodon. Eric Dyer always does better when Alderweireld's in the back with him. Like yeah. it just from what I've seen, we're pretty solid in the back. We don't get scored <laughs> on when they're in the back together. And so seeing Eric Dyer, you know Eric Dyer himself, like what do you think he's thinking when he looks to his left and he sees Ben Davis and then Doherty above him? Like that's not a solid left side and then he looks to his right and there's this player who's starting his first premier league game for us against yeah. I, that's what i'm, I'm more confused about that. that's that's i want to hear both your guys yeah. knowledge of what happened how did how did rodon do because i mean i i had a feeling he was going to get the start today but in this lineup it's weird and i mean did, did he do well i i, I think uh, Alduero would have done better, or having a flat four back and putting Sissoko in the middle would have done better. Um, what are you guys thinking? How did, how did Rodon kind of like hold up? Uh, again, my I thought Rodon actually played really well, um, okay. barring his mistake on the what was that third goal? I think I thought he looked really good. I mean, even post match, actually, uh, Jose said that he played really well, except for that mistake, and he said he'll start next next game. So really? he looked really good. He made a lot of really good tackles. Okay. He looked really strong. I mean, he gives us a really good presence in the air, which I feel like we don't have too much on, in our back. I mean, look how many goals we give up on set pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. he helps solidify that a bit. It was a little bit weird, but he did the same thing with Tangango last year. Yeah. First start, threw him on there against Mane. I mean. Yep. So do, you not- guys think, do you guys think Tangango would have done better than Doherty or, or any of the other five defenders? I think I think I would have liked this back five much better if Alderweireld was in the middle, Eric Dyer was where Ben Davis is, and Doherty. Uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, Ben Davis is where Doherty is, and Doherty wasn't playing. You know what I mean? So if it was a, a back line yeah. of Alderweireld, Dyer, and Rodon, Rodon did great. I thought he was great. He actually saved us that one time against Mane. Yeah, great tackle on that one. Angry. Yeah, great tackle. That's like world class. That's what we expect to see from him years down the line. And so I'm excited and I hope he starts because that's a statement, you know, he has to start so he can make up for it. And if he makes up for it, then he's a player we could actually depend on in the future. And if he cracks under the pressure, then we start to see that he's not the player we want for the future. Okay. Awesome. Um, So I have more questions about the first half because in the highlights that I saw 13 minutes is a long time. But it seems like most of it was the second half, I guess, that they showed. But you're saying that we played good in the first half. 
who kind of uh, starting with you, Nick, like who kind of showed out in the first half or like, what were we doing? Right. And then I pass that same question to you. Uh, let's see. I, don't know. Uh, I feel like that midfield was pretty solid. I think we held the ball pretty well. We, I mm-hmm. mean, back to the Dory mm-hmm. thing. I, he struggled big time today, in my opinion. I would have liked to see Tanganga. He Dory gave the ball away a lot oh, in really? like really bad spots today, unfortunately. And I feel like even if Tenge goes on the bench, he should have been coming on at half instead of Serge coming off. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in my opinion, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously. But uh, Tenganga or uh, Tenge Mendebele yeah. is just a beast as always. That I mean, he put everyone through the spin cycle. Like, yeah, I, there, were times. Few, <laughs> there were a few highlights of him just turning people around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also thought Stevie B looked really good. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's not there at the finishing end yet, but I mean, he's got everything he's getting there. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just the final third. We just didn't Sun took his one shot. That was offside. Unfortunately, yep. barely. Uh, and half then, of the heel. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and, but and then he had a couple of opportunities. I'd like to see him do better, but, but no, I think it was Stevie B and uh, Tenge looked really good at the start for me. Okay. Awesome. I agree completely. Yeah, Ode, what do you, what do you think, or what did you see in the first half? Well, I think uh, Stevie B put in a great shift. You know, he was one hundred percent going at it the whole time, and like Nick said, you know, we still haven't gotten end product from him, and his touch isn't that great. But he he still has much to learn. He's young. That's the best part. Like he's my age. You know, he still has a lot to learn, a lot to go. Great career ahead of him. And Hoybier, ten out of ten the whole game. Really. The whole game. And he Even with that fucking out. rocket at the end. Oh my god! Uh, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like his performances don't stand out anymore because he's always so good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Get in. That's fine. We'll put the cloak on him. That's oh, fine. Yeah, exactly. I don't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, I think um, I think we could have used a few a few of the players better. Like we yeah. had Aurier up and free so many times down the line. And we just held the ball and wouldn't put a peg a ball up to him. And the reason why we wouldn't peg a ball up to him is because <clears throat> when you shift the ball to the left side, you have Doherty and Ben Davis. Which one of them are going to peg a ball to Serge Aurier all the way on the other side? They're not. So when you have Alderweireld on the field, that's an easy, easy connection. And then that starts a whole offensive play on the side. And it's dangerous. Aurier is dangerous. He's in form. And we didn't capitalize on that. And – we know we we ate shit after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So we're we're gonna move forward. So, so they scored right at the end of the half. Um, but I just want to jump straight to the second half and these substitutions because that's what I'm more uh, concerned with. So what happened with you know? Uh, I mean, essentially, Harry Kane. Uh, what happened with him? And what was that foul like? And and what is it looking like? Or foul, I mean uh, injury. I'm sorry. Well, I mean his ankle. His well, at first he hurt his right ankle, and so I was worried because you know his ankles are like glass, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And uh, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't his left. But then like down the line he got his left injured too, and then you know he's out for a few weeks. Unfortunately, a few of their players definitely should have gone red cards. But once again, great refereeing prevails. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man, that was definitely a note I have on here. I 
<laughs> Mane had like seven fouls and somehow never got a card. I'm like, there's an accumulation at some point, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, fouls. usually multiple breaks we were starting to have, and they, they would foul uh, Matip on Kane, which caused one of the injuries. Like that's a, that should have been a card. Just and then Stevie B right away gets his card for breaking up the play or a break, and I'm like, yeah. Well, that's we we know how it is as Spurs fans. Yeah. lopsided <laughs> it was rough yeah um yeah so so again and then just i just want to talk about the subs for a second just in general um and then Aurier coming off for so it was harry kane came off for lamella which i understand harry kane had to come off but i'm confused that lamella was the choice uh i want your guys opinion on that in one second and then also surge coming off for winks um Starting with you, Nick, uh, uh, we'll start with the, the Harry Kane for Lamella. Do you think Lamella was was the choice? Um, I am not in love with the Coco, personally. <laughs> um, we love Coco. I, I, mean, he, he's a, I mean, he brings a lot to the squad. I get that, but I just recently. always hurt. Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me to get really behind the guy. Um <laughs> I mean, he's good when he's healthy. He's just I, has he ever played for more than a half a season for us? I, I don't know. No. And it's, I just feel like at some point we have to move on. But yeah, I, it's a weird thing. I think I might have mentioned to you on Instagram mm-hmm. I, or one of my friends. I we have three loans: Bale, Getson, and uh, Vinicius. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are our three loans. We don't use a single one of them which is very, very weird to me. Like, why are we bringing guys in as loans yeah. when we're not even going like, to give them a chance? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting. So, yeah, I would like to see Vinny come on for Kane there, for sure. Uh, do, you, do you think that's why Lamella came in over some of those names? I don't know. I, yeah. I can tell you. I wish I could get in. Uh, Oday, what do you think about that? that? Ode, what do you think about Lamella coming in, especially over some other people, some other names on the bench? Well, to be honest, the our our front two, the first half did did pretty decently. The second half, they were off with their passing, their touches. You know, when Sun's like on fire, his touching, his touches are so bad. You know what I mean? He's like all yeah. over the place, but somehow it works. Like he's just a he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. And when he's when he's doing all those erratic moves, like we're losing the ball in the in the final third, and so bringing on. I think Carlos would have been perfect because Carlos makes runs in the back line. This, if you want to start Rodon against Premier League side Liverpool, then start fucking Carlos Vinicius. Yeah, or play him. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Play him. Bring him in as a sub. Give him time. You know what I mean? Like, don't bring in Eric Lamella. I love Lamella more than anyone else yeah. does, but you know, you you just need to bring in Carlos instead of Lamella for Harry Kane. Yeah, and yes, but, yeah especially with, their, with Liverpool's high line. Like those runs you're talking about with Vinny, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, I it just could have been so, so perfect. But right. Well, yeah. well imagine if imagine if uh, instead of also bringing on maybe Winks, even though I think he did great, or Bale, maybe if we brought on Alderweireld and Carlos, imagine the link of play, a man pegging the ball all the way up top to Carlos making these runs on the back line. That's perfect. Yeah, I I don't think we took advantage of that high line enough. We did early. I mean, like that first goal. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the sun goal that was ruled offside. Perfect event, our example of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful pass on that run. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, Serge actually left at halftime. The stadium completely. 
Serge uh, Aurier. Aurier. So was, he, he got subbed off at half? Yeah. So was there a reason given? Um, well, obviously it's all hearsay, but it sounds like there was a little bit of a bust up in the, in the dressing room. Between uh, any, any idea between who? I think guys just calling each other out for that last goal, that goal at the last second. I think they were someone was calling them out for not tracking back on Mane. Mm. Oh so, yeah, I mean it, it was like it was like close to his fault, but as a team going into it, I understand anger. I understand the anger I felt just from watching the game, but you don't fucking throw any. You don't you don't say anything to anyone, especially anyone on the field. Like you fucking pat him on the back. And you say, hey man. We'll get him next time. We still got 45 more minutes. Like, get up. Come on. Especially when he's, like, our, our right back in form this season. And then, like, yeah. if you're if you're being subbed off, right, and then they're putting Doherty, probably the worst player of the whole game for us, on your side, you're probably going to be pissed, too, especially if people are yeah. calling you out, you know. Mourinho's well, already called Serge uh, Oria out, and he's stepped up, you know, and he's done his job. The question is, did I he? I think it's sad that he had to come off. We could have utilized him, you know. He's fit. But did he come off because of the bust-up? Like, did he come off before that? He shouldn't have either way. No, I know, but I'm saying if he got into the fight and then the fight is what caused him to either leave or not be – or, like, get subbed off, um, like, was it something in the locker room that caused him to be subbed out, essentially? Unfortunately, I don't think we have enough information on it. But, I mean, Amazon does, I'm sure, with all those cameras in there. Yeah, hopefully we get to see something. Um, no, that's crazy. I mean, whoever said something, but also with, with with that, with all this being said, we're not also, or at least I'm not um, apologizing for Serge not being professional enough to come back on the field, if that's the case. If the case is that he left because of something and then he got subbed off or whatever, you know, it was a forced thing. Um, we'll see what happens. I guess we yeah. can't really comment on that. That's crazy, though. Because, you know, I didn't get to see it live. Um, and I just was looking at the stats and I was like, Aurier at halftime? Like, who the hell? Like, my my notes are just confused. Like, it's quite a lot of question marks. Um, yeah. But, and then so, so then, so it's Aurier first. And then right after that, Kane gets injured. And then, so Kane comes off right after that. Um, okay. So then second half is just like a completely different lineup. <laughs> yeah winks you know like a completely different formation different structure and right after i guess harry king gets injured they score um what what are your guys thoughts on that second goal what what happened there and uh yeah i've got a few cuss words in my notes but i'm gonna start with you guys um okay so the second goal from trent alexander arnold the shot from kind of far out well, what's pretty shocking about it all is that they scored uh, literally a minute before halftime, mm-hmm. and then they scored two minutes after halftime. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of complacency, and it's all because we don't like to be in the right position at the right time. You know, it's like we're, our players are worried about things happening in a different part of the field, and so they're, they're like, pinching in too far, and then they're just leaving other players out, like, Mm-hmm. Who leaves Trent Alexander Arnold out? This man's a Champions League and Premier League winner. Yes. You know, you could count on him to hit a ball that well into the corner of the yeah. net. And so we we should have tracked back much better. We should have been aware. And 
you know, it was literally right at the start of the half, you know, yeah. what, where's the motivation to come back after that? But thankfully two minutes later, which we'll get into. Yeah. You know, well, and, and, and with what you're saying about like us pinching in, we talked about this with the Wickham game. Uh, the yeah. one Wickham goal was fucking seven Tottenham players all in a 10 yard radius pinching yeah. in and only one to two people can really attack the ball. You don't need all of you over there. Three of you are, are, are losing players. And all that happens is a deflection goes to the right person. Well, not only is it the right person, that person is wide open. So they have free range on, on net. And, and that's what happened with Trent Alexander-Arnold. And But one thing I want to say is, I'm pretty sure it's this one. The way that play started was from Dyer completely playing a ball straight to their feet. Uh, I have two notes on here, but I don't know exactly when they happened. But just Dyer fucking up and i don't i didn't hear any of the post-game things because i literally just watched the highlights you know right before we were able to do this because i had just gotten home um but if you're not calling out dire for these things i will like these are just in the small little highlights i saw so maybe you guys can correct me that oh he had a great game and someone else did something wrong but from what i saw two goals were basically directly caused by dire like he gave the ball up on the one and then the other one, he, it was like his man and he was just nowhere to be found. Um, what are your guys thoughts? I'm just going to pinpoint on him about before we get to the goal about, uh, you know, Dyer's performance and, and their goals. Uh, starting with you, Ode. Well, I, I don't know if I'd say he had a solid performance. I think just the two letters O and K are more than enough to describe what kind of performance he had. You know, like, he came back from a little pinch in the ankle. You know, he got pinched a little bit while he was tracking back on one of uh, Liverpool's uh, strikers while they were making a run, and so he got hurt. But, you know, him being the Viking he is, he just uh, just got back up and just started fighting again, you know? And – I don't think he's as confident when Alderweireld's not on the field to support him. You know, he's not—he's not the leader we should hope for. You know, we already have that kind of leader, and that leader was on the bench. So, uh, Nick, what was what are your thoughts about you know Dyer's performance, especially you know thinking about those goals? Was he out of place? Was he in the wrong? Uh, I don't know if he's out. He would. Definitely wasn't out of place in the first one. He, he he seems to do this a lot for some reason, in my opinion, is he will let a ball go across him inside the six all the time. And I, I don't understand it. Like, I'd rather have him in this situation take out Hugo, getting that ball to clear instead of letting it go. Like, I mean, come on, man. You can't – we can't be letting yeah. this happen. That's yeah. – that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah, – no, uh, So I'm asking these questions mainly because they're written in my notes. I'm trying to go forward. But I just had the vivid memory of exactly what happened. Thank you, Nick. And, and yes, I mean, there's – it's – it's that's dire. I mean, like, it's it's Hugo also. I think the commentators were going on Hugo more. They're like, oh, a keeper can't let that go across him like that. But Dyer was a step behind him. And what it looks like Dyer's doing is he's shielding. What are you shielding? you would shield for the keeper to get it, but the keeper's in front of you. So you got to get it. Even if, I'm going to say, even if you get an own goal, you got to get a boot to it. Because if you don't get a boot to it, it goes to the offender. You know, so you have to put something in. You can't just box out at the two-yard line. Yeah. You know, you have to do That's the first goal. That's the Firmino goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that was uh, mind-bending when I saw that. I was just like, 
what, what are you doing? And that's one of those things that unfortunately, like uh, we see a lot, but it seems spursy. It just seems like there's like a lapse of mind from everyone. Like there's just like a brain fart and everyone smells it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was like my next point. I'm like dire, like, I don't, I, he's not bad. He, yeah. he was meh today. I'll use a three letter word, meh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, and that's the thing is like, we're just not consistent enough with any, with any of our, our backs. Like they'll be really good. And then we'll make three stupid mistakes. Like we did today that we give away goals and yeah, it, it kills us. I mean, people, I guess like ripped on surge for that first goal, but I blame Dyer just as much. Hugo could have done better on that second. He kind of spilled it terribly. But, I mean, Doherty also really terribly, like, dove in on Mane and, like, just gave him, like, uh, a route to cut to the inside so Mane could get that shot off. I mean, it's just little things here or there, like you yeah. were just saying, that are spursy, unfortunately, and yeah. it kills us. And we're not there yet. We're, we're getting close, but we're yeah. getting I think um, O'Day talks about it a lot, but uh, it seems like our defense is the main, well, it's, we say that, but um, sometimes our offense doesn't put up goals, but yeah, it seems like our defense always has something wrong with him. It's the one thing that's not fully solid. I think Liverpool was like that for a while when they had, uh, when they went to the Champions League final and lost, you know, they had a few blocks that weren't fully solid and then they, you know, got Allison and, you know, Van, uh, you know, Van Dyke and just, solidified that and I think same with us not our keeper or anything but there's a few blocks in our defense that are always a bit loose that you can you know easily punch holes in you know yep um, that's uh something I've seen is uh from a pretty good source that Moreno or Jose wants that big signing that to like like a Van Dyke for us that really solidify our sound back and that's what we need we need like you were saying, I, I, that captain, that leader, and Toby's great, but he's just getting older, so he I don't, yeah. he can't be that guy for us anymore. Unfortunately, right. there's nothing wrong with it. I, he's great, and I respect him, and I love him. But yeah, at some point, you just gotta move on from guys, and it's not easy. But it's true. It's hard to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we we talked about this in our transfer episode. Like, if we sign the likes of uh, Skriniar or who, whatever other center back someone wants, you know, that's at that level. That could be the complete change of our team. You know, everything could change. You install one leader in the defense. You know, Hoybier talked about this in his interview. We've talked about this on the podcast before. What an interview. Yeah. When you install (laughs) these uh, leaders in these different positions of the field, then you're reinforcing the the whole line, you know, that whole line of the field. And so one good signing could really reinforce our back. And if our back line is reinforced, then our back line, our midfielders won't have to worry about our back line. Then everything would just flow smoothly. Like that's one thing our players don't understand is the ball is always going to be faster than the player. You know, the reason why Liverpool does so good is because they're always in the right position. And that's what makes Mo Salah such a great player is he's, his, he's so attack minded that he's in the right position all the time, you know, and we think we're in the right position, but our positioning is so off and oh, it's, yeah. So predictable like i see these passes the most these different plays that live yeah exactly i see all these different plays that liverpool goes for and it's like this is like fifa this is basic like this is predictable like you know where they're gonna pass okay all right he's gonna pass to him he's gonna flick it back to him oh okay simple you know you could easily see that happening but our players are not positioned well for it unfortunately mm-hmm. and i think it's because they're they're leaderless in the back and they're just out of sorts because they're just so 
there's no chemistry. You know, for a team of players that have been playing for so long together, our yeah. chemistry is like 30%. I agree. I, I've always said this, maybe not on the pod, but I know you've heard me say it, but I don't think Hugo's a bad guy or a bad captain, but having a goalkeeper as captain, I always think holds you back on the field. I mean, just imagine if we had someone like Hoybier for the last five years, like someone in the middle that was our captain and like moving everything. You know, I mean, oh, Hugo yeah. can yell as loud as he can, especially when there's fucking 80,000, 60,000, 30,000 people. How loud can you yell? But either way, it doesn't pull the strings like like a real, you know, center midfield captain or, or just like center defender captain would be able to do. And, and our defense has been lacking that, you know, since about 2016 type. Yeah. <clears throat> when Yad yeah. until we got old. Exactly. And right. then we sold exactly. uh, and then we sold uh, you know, Kyle Walker. Um, yeah. that was that's a different story, but I feel like that was a good good sell. I mean, but yeah. I mean, he was leaving no matter what. Yes, 100%. Um, but, you know, good for him. He won as many titles as he's won. Well well done. <laughs> but, all right, so moving on to better topics. Just, you know, two minutes later, 49th minute, uh, Hoybier does something. Hold my beer, baby. Sets his beer down. He's like, hey, wait, wait, winks, winks. Hold this beer. Hold this. Wait, 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 wait. Check this out. And yeah, check this out, guys. Uh, I, I always like that. Just reminded me of like everyone from Southampton being like, "Don't let him shoot." Um, that's what him and all of our center midfielders need to be doing. If that ball drops to you, you better be able to hit it as hard as you can. You know, um, that was amazing. How loud did you guys scream? I think we'll start with you, Nick. Uh, I probably started with my girlfriend. <laughs> the, the cats did not like to be awoken from their nap either. Oh, yeah, cats hate soccer. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's true. But they like to nap. Don't yeah, don't get yeah. to nap when things aren't going well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was. I mean, that strike was insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And but, brought us within one. I mean, it changed the game. You know, for a long time. Oh, day. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oday, what what happened where you were at? Uh, any broken glasses or tables or any? How, what happened with that one then? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of yelling, a lot of cheering, you know, a lot of "Come on, you Spurs," a few Yiddo songs, but you know, it died down a bit later because we 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 fell back after that. We just we didn't go on the front foot. We didn't push like Hoiber wanted us to push after that goal. Like you saw the oh, yeah. expression on his face, yeah. like the man. The man fell to come back. And yeah. like you were saying earlier, if this man – imagine if this man was playing with Erickson and Dembele back in the day with those squads. Like, that's – Like, that's we signed him instead of Winyama. Right if we would have signed him instead of Winyama, he came to us instead of Southampton. Well, it's funny you bring yeah. up Victor Winyama, though, because I – that obviously, it didn't look just like Winyama's goal, but, like, it felt like Winyama's goal well to me. Said, yeah. I was like, it just had, like, you had that CDM that just yep. with the time. Like, <laughs> it just felt that. It just felt, like, the same to me. I was like, huh. I think that's a cheat code against uh, Liverpool. Just so right. every, all other teams know. Just let your CDM kick in as hard as they can. But the difference <laughs> is Winyama's was a game winner also. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I would have liked one of those. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to credit that goal to myself because last night I was playing an indoor football match and, you know, I gave our hold my beer shirt to one of our players and he did pretty well. So I guess, you know, he just good vibes to transfer. Channeled it. <laughs> there we go. 
I think you need those for your uh, jerseys now so we get more good vibes. Yes. <laughs> you just need the Hold My Beer logo. That should be your team logo. <laughs> you guys should just be called the Hold My Beers. Oh, my beer. Dude, we'll do it. We'll do it. Just sponsor us. Oh, you're sponsored. Boom. Just like you all get a sponsor. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically after that, uh, that was the one glory moment. It felt great. We bring it with him one. Um, and from what I was seeing, the next note I have before we even get to, you know, their final goal, um, was just that there was like nothing going on in the middle, that there was like no and this was just from highlights, so I could be wrong, but I want to ask you guys about in the second half, um, starting with you, O'Day, like, what, what was the shape like, and was there much of a shape? Was there much um, cohesiveness in our passing? Like, what was going on uh, going forward, or at least in the middle, with us in the second half? Well, not in the second half, at least. I so mean, nothing. In the second <laughs> half, we changed completely. Yeah, we changed completely. I mean, bro, look at, look at, it, look at this game, right? We lost to them away from home. We're playing at home, right? They outpossess us. They have 14 shots. We have three. And this is at our field. You know what I mean? So they pressed yeah. us after we took Harry Kane out and Serge Aurier because we went to a uh, four in the back. And all of a sudden, our players are just holding back like we usually do when we get scored on in the last minutes of the game. Yep. Yeah. You know? And so that's when everything changed, you know? 51% possession in Liverpool. 85% pass accuracy. Like, they were just outclassing us in multiple different ways. And so it was yeah. just bound to happen again. Yeah, it felt like that first one where we were just sitting back to only the counter. Yeah. Do, yep. you, think, do you think in the first one, though, we did it better? Like, where this one was, was different in any way? I, I, I think the, we, I, I think we countered better in, the, in that first match. I think we just didn't take our, our chances, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. In that first one, this one we just never really created anything. I can't, I can't honestly be like, well, we should have scored there. I mean, there was a couple, but yeah, the sunny opportunity in the beginning. But other than yeah, that, yeah, two in the first half. That second half, I honestly, besides the Hoiberg goal, he, yeah, right. I mean, and and Sunny's second like attempt at Allison was very weak, and like that that's the goal. Like I said earlier. You know, you score a goal, it changes the whole game. Everything flips, you know. It could flip the whole oh, game on its sure. side. And sure. so that one goal could have been a game changer. And he didn't score it. He wasn't clinical enough. And it came back to bite us to the butt later on. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the one thing I have written, which is kind of exactly what we're talking about, is, you know, if we sit back and play this defensive game against – horrible teams like Fulham and, you know, whoever else um, and expect to play counterattacking. Do we expect ourselves to go on the front foot against Liverpool or, or these other teams? I know we did amazing against, you know, man, you and stuff, but this is like kind of just my note on the whole game of just like, what is like, like, what is our mindset? If, if we're going to, again, sit back on these other teams that are way lower that, that we should be, you know, pushing forward, pressing the button at all times, you know, showing our strengths, um, not just hiding them. Like, how do we think we're going to then, as as fans, I really ask, how do we think that we're going to then step forward against the Liverpool? I think in the first match, we didn't think we were, oh, like the best team in the league or anything. We, we, we played them well. And even as fans, we thought like, 
okay, playing defensive was a good idea. We're at Anfield. We're going to play defensive. These few counterattacks were good. But now it's almost like that's the best we got. You know, so like is, is what they're making it seem, even in my, even though in my mind, I don't, I don't think that I think our bench is 10 times better than their bench. I think we have better players all over the field, um, you know, other than maybe their top three players, you know. Um, but what are your guys thoughts on just like our team's mentality? And then if we really look forward at a team like Liverpool, like what do we expect to do? I want to start with, with you, Nick. What, what are your thoughts on that? Just like us coming against these larger teams with, with the mentality that we're carrying. Well, I guess with the inconsistent back we have, I'm fine with playing a little bit of that counter style. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit better for us. I mean, it worked fantastic against United. And yeah. I guess I mean, it also worked for us against Arsenal. But, I mean, Liverpool is kind of a different beast at the same yes. point. I mean, their their offense is so much better than both those clubs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that front three is pretty talented. Uh, now that they have Thiago, too, he can pick out passes pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I would like to see us push more. I think that's one thing that we did well in the first step, which is why we look better, is we, we tried to hold the ball up, possess – and yeah, it was that time it was slow. We didn't move it quick enough, but at least we were, we were trying to hold on to it and not just counter and absorb. So it's. So you think in the first half, we actually were showing that we could compete with a, with Liverpool or a team like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think just that cane injury kind of, and then that's the Fourier substitution kind of change and the formation change wings came on and he, he's just not that's- it. Those like three sentences were like the most Spursy thing I've heard in so long. That was like that was just like everything was just yeah that was oh that hurt. <laughs> it was rough. It's just like when, once that happened, the mentality just was like different. It was just yeah. Hopefully it's not too. It was almost like a let's not not get too bad instead of a let's win this kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The wind was fully right. out of the sails. Right. Let's, they, let's yeah. just hope. Let's just hope it's different this time since we have a backup striker now. Ooh. You know, if he doesn't get starts, if he doesn't get game time, uh, I'll be very angry with Mourinho. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's got to get some starts. I mean. No, that's exactly right. Good, good shout out. Uh, and, and hopefully that moves around some positions for a lot of people. I mean, even just Gareth Bale getting on the field a little bit more. Um, so he, he got on for the last nine minutes. Did he show up at all? I mean, I don't think that's really like Gareth Bale's shine time, last nine minutes of a match. Never seen him do anything like that before. Um, did he do anything? What, what are your guys' thoughts about him even coming on? Starting with you, Dizzle. Uh, it's just – it's like back to starting Rodon, you know. It's like yeah. we're going to bring on someone the last nine minutes. Let's at least bring on someone we expect to do something. You know, Bale hasn't gotten that much game time recently. He's he's a good player, but the thing is, it's Liverpool. We're losing, right? Yeah. And we need someone to do something something uh, spontaneous, you know? Yeah. And who's the most spontaneous player on our bench? Lucas Moura. Bring him on at the end, you know? Mm. Bring someone like that in, someone who's used to the formation, used to our whole lineup, used mm. to the way we play. Carlos, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, was, I was thinking Vinny. 
Um, who, would you have brought someone else on, Nick, at that point? Uh, my, I would have switched things up at halftime. Uh, I would have gave Bale this that entire half to settle That's, it. I fully agree. He needs at least forty-five minutes to get at least thirty minutes to get going. Because I think I think Bale is still that guy that can pull anything out of his ass. You know, I mean, yeah. like he can he can still do that. Yeah, it's not but as, nine as minutes. Now, but yeah. Nine minutes isn't long enough. He didn't – yeah, I mean, even in those nine minutes, he didn't get enough touches on the ball. Mm-hmm. And, like, the team just didn't look like they were pressing anyways. Um, yeah. So, it, it's tough. And, um, and if we're not getting a lot of touches – sorry. If we're not getting a lot of touches, he's not one to come in and just attract the ball, like get 20 more touches for our team. Whereas, like, a Lucas or a Lamella would maybe do something like that. Um yeah, but is much better than that, that final 10 or whatever. His pace, just a ball over the top, makes something happen with his pace. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would have had Vinny in on Vinny in there, like no matter what. Um, yeah. So, final thoughts about this game. Um, I'm going to start with you, O'Day. Uh, what are your thoughts just about the game as in all? Um, should Sonny have had a PK at the end? Um, just, just anything else. What, what are your thoughts on this match, other than cuss words? <laughs> well, uh, we once again showed that we're not there. You know, I mean, we're not at that point where we could actually consistently make other teams our bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once once we can accomplish that, then it's just like that's what other teams do. We end up winning the league. Like yeah. that's the reason why Leicester won the league that year. You know, it other did teams it. didn't yeah. didn't do that great, but they also shat on other teams. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that you have to the have these players who are willing to exactly. <laughs> you have to have these players who are willing to go at it and think about their legacy and really contemplate their existence, what they're doing with their lives. And I think we could have that squad soon. Maybe in the, after a summer transfer window, we, we get rid of some players or bring some players in, uh, and then we actually challenge for the, for the title. But I think our, our, our uh, most important focus should be going hard in Europa, going hard for the Carabao Cup in the final. Oh, yeah. He's still definitely still competing in the Prem and at least Champions League and I'm not like still. I still don't have like finishing second place off the table or first place. We're not that far off, and the teams at the top of the table right now aren't the the teams that last at the top of the table. And Manu's not gonna win the league. You know what I mean? Like, it's it doesn't make sense. Like they're they're just not they're gonna fall off because, you know, their form isn't consistent. You know what I mean? And I agree with what Nick said. I agree with what Nick said about Gareth Bale. I agree with what Nick said about Gareth Bale. Form is temporary, you know. Class is permanent. Bale could still pull out some of the craziest things, you know. He's not that old. He's he's old, but he's not like he's not hitting like uh, senior wow. status, you know. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. With a lot of times, still doing things. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, well said, Ode. I, I fully agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yep, I agree also. Um, we, we do need to focus on like these last couple things. And I think I think fourth place on top of these cups and things is a necessary goal that we all need to be focusing on. But the top 10 teams, I mean, that is a sliding scale at all times right now. It's, it's the it's the craziest Premier League I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
it's fun to watch right now. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The games in hand too is make makes things look weird, even though it's like, yeah, it's it's but. gonna be weird. I mean, like winning it would be tough for anyone, but mm-hmm. this is just it's gonna be crazy. Even getting fourth is, is I mean, it's just gonna be crazy. Um, yeah. No, so I was gonna uh, you know pass the mic to you, Nick. What are your thoughts? Last thoughts about this match specifically, and kind of like where we're at in the table and all those good things. Uh, I mean, I could just, if I could, I would just say the same thing what AJ just said. I mean, uh-huh. we're we're not there yet, which and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, look where we've come and how quickly. Um, well we're just like that next step, in my opinion, is is that one or two big signings that we never really have. We kind of get guys that are diamonds in the rough more so right so yep. once once we can take that next step and get that established like star or almost i yeah. think we'll really start to compete and get there but i mean this game tail two halves i mean yeah it's close it could have it could have gone another way if some isn't all sides by it, that heel i mean sure. that's so tight yep yeah exactly and, but <clears throat> Yeah, it's a it's a crazy match these days with with all the technology and stuff. It it's it's scary, but uh, <laughs> and Sunny always gets gets VAR on the wrong side. Yeah, I think they need to shave his heels. Yeah, exactly. Just shave the heels, bro. You know his his dad would say the same thing. <laughs> brother too. Come on, yeah. His brother's like, well, you were all side, so. <laughs> yeah. Just down there, I'm there the Champions League. Get in it. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh, man. <laughs> What are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, another uh, horrible thing that I saw this week was just, you know, the most true meme, which was like, it was, you know, the the doctor, with it was a skeleton with the doctor outfit on. And it was like, Liverpool hasn't won a game since New Year's. Mane hasn't scored a goal in the Premier League. Liverpool hasn't scored a goal since, you know, and it was like, here comes Dr. Spurs to the rescue. And I'm sorry that I had to say that out loud, but that was just like, I read it and I was like, this is probably the most true thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, had to throw that that my worry pre-match. I was like, man, Liverpool's due, unfortunately, just not be this match, hopefully. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, I, I think as, as Spurs fans, I don't really watch other teams like that. So I don't, I don't know how their patterns work, but that is a very true pattern for Tottenham. I mean, we either make the worst goalkeeper look like, you know, Manuel Neuer, or, you know, we take a team that's on a horrible run and just take them to the top. Or the, then we have one other thing is we take a team that's doing great and we shit on them. That's like the best Tottenham quality, but, you know, it only happens when other teams are doing good. Yeah. Not lately. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, not today at least. No. Um, okay, so in that horrible, you know, down negative intro, we're going to switch subjects. Uh, <laughs> we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Um, this is actually one of our favorite things. You are not our first guest, but our first guest of this season, um, and we're very excited to do it. We, Our whole goal for this podcast is to really – you know, delve into and document the American Tottenham experience. So like what it means to be a Tottenham fan in America, because it's much different in my opinion than number one, being a Tottenham fan in England or North London, but also 
being a Tottenham fan in America, because in America, there's not many Tottenham fans. There's a lot of everything else, menu, all that crap. But, you know, so, so, so we're curious about your story. So, uh, 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 yeah, what made you a Spurs fan initially? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I probably shouldn't admit this, but growing up oh, when I was younger, I, I mean, I played soccer my, my entire life. Okay. Now. What position? Uh, midfield striker. Okay. In the, I played the center mid or, or striker, but okay. I I grew up a United fan. Obviously, I mean okay. that was the only that was the only team you could watch back in the, the day. Only team on, yes. The half of my friends are United fans. So once once the Premier League was starting to get regular on TV, though, yeah. Because uh, I also liked a little a bit of Fulham because they had Dempsey. Hell yeah! Awesome. So when he came to Tottenham, and then my guy, the go Musa Dembele. <laughs> Yeah. We came. I started to watch him. My brother is a Tottenham fan. At the oh time. So hell yeah! I started to go over to his place, and we would watch the games, and just fell in love with the team. They, yeah, shadow of what they were now, but I mean, they were always attacking, free flowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so fun to watch. Hell yeah! It's yeah. And yeah, the Tottenham That's beautiful. No, hell yeah. We love to we love to hear it. That's that's what we like to hear. Um, so I, I got a few questions for you. I think I ha- might have a few also. Um, mine is throughout your Tottenham experience, but it could be like someone beforehand. Who's your favorite Spurs player ever? Oh man. I don't like to pick favorites. My favorites all leave. You can stuff. give top three, five. I don't care. You know, uh, obviously Musa Dembele. Okay. It's definitely up there. I, I don't know too much of the history of those old guys. I haven't seen those guys play yet. Um, or any highlights. So I don't know too many of those guys, but uh, recent history for sure. Musa Dembele, Christian Erickson. You liked Erickson, okay. I did like Erickson. Um, I'm still be more than happy if he came back as long as he starts. Really? Playing. You're one of those. Yes, sir. <laughs> did you not see his, his, say, did his you big red journal on this? this yes. Week? 97th so. minute. So, I mean, I, I still believe in him, but that's just also because I love him. Yeah. So, Hell probably yeah. irrational irrational at this point. So No, there's a few but, players so. that always have a place on my team. Mainly Deli Alley, but yeah. Deli Alley is the, my third favorite. Uh, but, but again, I, I don't like favorites. They all leave. So, I don't want to like Tangay, but he's my guy. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Hard getting new teams, man. I mean, like new players on your team because you want to love them. So, actually, no, then I'm, I'm going to cut you off, Ode. I get a, a, one more question in. <laughs> Who's your favorite player on our current team? Like like our our usual 11? Who, who would you choose? Man, I, I am torn between Tangay and Stevie B. Really? Stevie B? Yeah, those are my guys. I was really excited about Stevie B coming in. I think yeah. – I think he could be really special for us. I yeah. think he brings something we don't really have too much. I so I really like him. But, man, it's hard not to like Tangay. I mean, I never slept on him at all last year, even though he was struggling. I think I told you I saw he released a highlights clip from his season last year. And I'm like, everyone said this guy sucked last year. And did you, did we not, did you not see the things he did? <laughs> yeah. He made so many guys look stupid. It was yeah. – oh, yeah. I knew if he got it together, he'd be world-class and – here we are. World class. doing it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Ode, you got anything for him? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so what's your what's been your favorite like match? Like what match do you remember the most uh, as a Tottenham fan, like witnessing on TV, obviously live? It's got to be the IX. It's only one answer. I mean, it's got to be that. I mean, if you don't say that, either you're really old and you remember some older games or yeah. you're just lying because yeah. there's I mean, that game. Again, my girlfriend was watching. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? Like, so picked her up, squeezed her. She's like, that hurts. Like, just, I, I couldn't hold myself. I was freaking, I was freaking out, man. I was like, this, no, no way this just happened. Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. So, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to follow that question a little bit. Other than Ajax, do you have any other games that stand out in your mind? Um, or goals or, or, you know? Let's see. Other games? There's probably, I don't know, man. Oh. Any game would be Arsenal, obviously, is a fan favorite. Yes. Uh, yes. But I can't remember the specific goals. The, the Battle of the Bridge, even though that didn't go well, was a fun one yes. to watch. Yes. Yeah. One to be a part of. Um, I did like the Stevie B's introduction against Ooh. Man City. Uh, I called that too. I told my brother, I was like, this guy's gonna score a game winner for us today. I guarantee it. Oh uh, hell yeah. Should have put money on it. Yeah, well, then it probably wouldn't have happened. I told you. Oh, that's exactly like, right. Can't let guys, <laughs> otherwise it goes terribly wrong. Delhi, he exactly. looks like he's gone. Erickson's gone. Musa's gone. Stop liking our best players. <laughs> I, I don't have favorites anymore. You asked me. There we go. We will burn this tape after we record it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, Oday, you got any you got any other good ones? Yes, I actually do. Um, this is a question pertaining to like our current timeline. What player uh, would you bring in next summer? You think would really change up our squad uh, for the better and actually like just make us a straight contender for the title? Uh, so you want out, from outside of our team or youth system? Yeah. Uh, and we, I, I really think we get a box-to-box midfielder. I think that would be huge. Like a Salazar would be fantastic. Um, I think just doing that would really take off pressure off that back line, even though they aren't solid. Mm-hmm. And then free up Tange or Geo, whoever's up top in that middle, to do a little bit more and, and not have to worry about tracking back as much. Mm-hmm. So I think that like Salazar like- would be huge for us. Would that person essentially replace like Sissoko or Winks in the line? Um, yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but I just think, like I said, I mean, I love those guys and they've put in a lot for us. But yeah. with the system we play and having Hoiberg now, it just having two of those guys and yeah, with that other guy not being able to give us much going forward. Yeah, it's it's hard, especially when <laughs> we're so reliant on scoring on three or four chances we're only creating at the moment so exactly right i mean do you do you think what what do you think the midfield would look like if you brought sabitzer in what's your ideal midfield with sabitzer in that three or four i think probably just him and uh, sabitzer sitting in well i don't know man sabitzer probably sitting a little bit deeper with uh hoiberg and then Tange a little bit farther up, I think, mm-hmm. or vice versa. I, I'm, I'm torn. I don't know who would be better a little bit deeper, but. 
think no, so. I, I agree with Sabitzer was that box to box, as you're saying, sitting with Hoybier in the back, but then also being able to get up, but but allowing you know Indombele to stay up. Because mm-hmm. we've seen in the last couple of weeks, like he has the ability to almost play striker to like go in front of them and you know score beautiful goals. Exactly. I mean, I would love against see Geo Tange and and Hoiberg all in the middle, but it's it's just hard. Those guys don't time. don't mesh yet. It's gonna take time. So that London humidity yeah. doesn't work with these Argentinians or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's it's unfortunate that Geo. You know, Gio was an essential part of us doing so well at the beginning of the season. And, mm-hmm. like, why our field – and he's that back box-to-box midfielder. Like, he's he been the center defensive mid before for Real Betis. He's been used as a center attacking mid for PSG. Like, he's very – you can mold them at different positions in the midfield. And yep. he was really linking up play and relieving pressure off the back line. And especially with having Hoybier there, it was even easier for us to get up and get on the front foot and score – multiple goals and so i think we're missing geo and people forget that we have such a such such a great player uh injured unfortunately right now yeah. yeah his return would be great and hopefully boost us at the end of the season you know yeah it's definitely i mean it it can only help <laughs> yep for sure but yeah, yeah I, I mean oliver skip seems to be doing really well at norwich so he could be another huge addition coming in yeah. so. i'm excited to see skip come back I mean, That's yeah, like, I mean, we got guys like Dane Scarlett coming up. Like, that kid looks insane. Yeah. He won't stop scoring. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of future coming up. Troy Parrott, I mean, not doing great at Millwall right now, but, I mean, he's still a talent. So, That's I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yep, and we bought him back now. So, he, because Did Millwall he? wasn't going to play him after he came back from his injury. So, now he's back with us, and hopefully we can bring him back to where he was, like, his his old trajectory. and. I think uh, there's a lot of potential. I think it's just that we have to give our boys the chances that they deserve to show us what they're worth. Yeah. No, I fully agree. I think we do have a lot of people coming up. Um, You got any more questions for Nick? I got at least one more. Uh, Go for it, bro. All right, Nick, this is my last one. Um, Do you have any specific – and this is a question that I'm going to ask, like, everyone in the future, but – do you have any specific superstition uh, when it comes to Tottenham game time, Tottenham, like when we're winning or we need a goal? Like, like what's if, if you have any, what's your Tottenham superstition? Uh, I got to wear my kit. Yes. Specific uh, I, kit? Well, I get, well, I'm, I'm uh, my game plan is a new tradition. I buy myself like the kit every year and I start a collection. Yes. So whatever one I get this year, I'm kind of on that green. vibe myself. I have the uh, the away kit, the green one. Nice. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I love it. And then you got I anyone sub- on the back? No, I can't do that. I told you. If yeah. I, as soon as I do yeah. that, that player's gone. Oh, uh, true, true. <laughs> leave empty. See, that's but part of that superstition. See, well, well done. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I got some of those lights for behind your TV that light up, so I have to change it to whatever color. Our, our we're kids, our, if we're away we're wearing green the green light goes on if we're home it's blue <laughs> brilliant. Uh, brilliant that's what i love kind of makes you look like an idiot on multiple levels at times no no no, not at all you're good man <laughs> we love it that's awesome Hey, well, Nick, I want to say thank you again so much for coming on for doing this i don't know if you've ever done anything like this before 
but you are natural. You are great. And, um, you know, we would love to have you on again. Uh, this was amazing, even though, you know, it was a sorrow subject. Um, but again, thank you very much uh, from, from myself, from O'Day, from, from us. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you again. Well, you're a terrible liar. I'm sure this will probably be the lowest rated podcast you guys have. So Who we are going for. <laughs> you're welcome man so lower the bears yeah i mean it's always good talking to them with your friends regardless exactly what this is. yes regardless of the results it, it yeah. always helps so, yeah well I mean, yeah this is the first time i loved it it was fun so anytime yeah. send me send me a text you got my info oh yeah yeah now we're going you and i need to get together once i get my hold my beer brewed for us so <laughs> yep yeah so today so, he- where are you at Virginia, man. Virginia? I'll see if I can send you something through the mail once it's done. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, Nick's out here in L.A., so we're definitely going to link up. I mean, L.A. just opened up, but very soon we're going to link up. Oh, yeah, man. I'll visit at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Um, I also wanted to say uh, I really, really appreciate you, Nick. Uh, thank you for being such a great fan and interacting with us all the time essential to getting us moving you know it's one of the things that keeps us moving and uh we really appreciate it yeah no i think i just said thanks again for having me on i appreciate it, it was it, it's been fun yep awesome all right so one last thing guys for all of us come on you spurs come on you spurs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give them a cheer.